Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let Me Tell You a Story. Happy January 2023. You okay? Yeah. That was the stadium cheering. Um, what stadium? My stadium. Football? Is it wildcard weekend? It's wildcard weekend. What happened? The Bucks lost. Uh-huh. Tom Brady is out. He's lost it. What, what else happened? <laughs> Who else lost things? I told you all the things that the happened. The Jags won. Mm-hmm. Against? Against <laughs> the Rams. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Chargers. Mm. I knew it was an LA team. The Chargers lost in an upset against the Jags. <laughs> Is that right? Uh-huh. In a shocking upset, the Chargers are out. Of this year's bid to the playoffs. This year's bid to the Super Bowl. There you go. 27 points down. They came back for a crazy (laughs) win. And everybody was shocked. Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. The Vikings lost. They did, too. They did. The Vikings lost to a team. The Bills? No. No. The Bills did win, though. Yeah. But they almost lost to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Good. You only have one to go. You're doing Thank really, you. you're doing Thank really you well. so much. <laughs> um, who the hell? Who beat the Vikings? That's the question. Who did it? Are you sure you told me? Yeah. It's okay. You don't listen to me. We know the 49ers were already in it, so it can't be them. No, the 49ers beat the Seahawks as well. You forgot that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. The 49ers <laughs> beat the Seahawks, which was not that shocking. No. What was more shocking was that the Seahawks even made it to wildcard weekend, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've been paying attention. I have no idea who the Vikings beat. Your New York footballing giants. You didn't tell me that. I did. You did not. Yes, I did. Well, I wasn't listening. I, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if you were to guess one team that you think is going to go to this Super Bowl, who do you think it's going to be? The Bills. I want. The 49ers, even though I'm supposed to hate them because they're in Seattle's division, but I want the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl and I want them to win because their quarterback is Mr. Irrelevant Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy and it's like a Hollywood fucking movie and I love the idea of it. You know what I love the idea of? Someone named Brock Purdy. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I mean, all the quarterback names are pretty Yeah, ridiculous. All right, you guys. It's a new year, which means new crimes. Surprisingly, not that many crimes. I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot happening. It seems like there's a lot politically happening. And I'm sure there's been a lot happening that were really sad, dark, devastating crimes or news stories. But I wanted to, uh, you know, circle some lesser known things that have happened in the past couple of weeks. And also, we are not doing a full length episode this week because Nils is heading to Sundance tomorrow for work. And so, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. Nils is heading to Sundance tomorrow for work. And it was just too much to squeeze one in before before he heads to Utah. So And I'm taking you. You are taking birthday. me. I'm excited. Yeah. If anyone was wondering, I will be twenty one on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Plus ten years. Yeah, I'll be thirty one on Monday. Ew, gross. I don't even like the way it sounds. Thirty one. 
I know I'm not your little young spring chicken anymore. You're no longer robbing the cradle. I never was. Are you kidding me? You were never underage. Okay, but you're still robbing the cradle because you were old and I was young. Never been old. I was 22 when we met. That is so young. I was 30. (laughs) 30. Three. No. (laughs) Nice try. You were 35 and divorced. That is And gray. That's that's a perfect combination. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. All right, so shut up about it. (laughs) Okay. In other news, our heat takes forever to turn off. Kind of moron would listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) Do you have any news stories you wanted to share with the world while we wait for the air to turn off? This story I was reading was cool about these two artists who spoofed Adidas at the Berlin Fashion Week show by putting on their own thing with bad Adidas clothes and saying it was the new line and people believed it. But they were artists, so it was performance art. So they can't be Yeah, so they said sued. it's it's a new line by Adidas and Adidas had appointed a new co-CEO who is a Cambodian labor worker and they had launched a new set of garments pre-worn by factory workers and people believed it. So it's wow. kind of like Zoolander. It's like a Zoolander bit. Yeah. Yeah. The Dutch government released a bunch of Second World War documents, one of which included a Nazi treasure map that three soldiers who had robbed a Jewish bank, three Nazi soldiers robbed a Jewish bank, and then they thought they were going to get caught. So they buried a bunch of treasure in a forest, and the Dutch government have been searching for it for like however long, 60 years, couldn't find it. So they just released the treasure map, (laughs) which they have a picture of. And they released it to the public and said, if anyone finds it, then they can have it. Dude, that's dope. Yeah. You want to go to Holland? That's like an Indiana Jones script. You know why you like it? Mm. Because you get to use a metal detector. Yeah. (laughs) Nazis, metal detector, (laughs) treasure maps. (laughs) Oh, everything that makes me excited. Um, All right. Italy's most wanted man has been caught. Did you read about this? Um, I read the headline, the mafia boss. Yes. Uh, His name is Matteo Messina Donaro, and he's one of the bosses of the notorious Cosa Nostra mafia family in Sicily, and he's been a fugitive. He had been a fugitive since 1993. He's believed to have ordered dozens of murders related to the mafia, and he had actually received multiple life sentences in absentia, obviously, since he was, of course, on the run for almost 30 years. His most recent life sentence had been handed down in 2020 when he was convicted for fatal bombings in Milan, Florence, and Rome in the late 90s. So after he went on the run, he just kept on criming and, like, did not care. And everyone knew he was doing it. He's in the mafia. What's yeah. it, what, he doesn't know anything better. He was most notorious for his involvement in the murders of two anti-mafia prosecutors, of which he'd been given life sentences for in 92. Assuming maybe that that led him to going on the run, because he's been on the run since 93. That's such a long time. That's your entire lifespan. Uh, apparently, he had like a kid while he was on the run. He's married a couple times. Sounds like me. not only was he italy's most wanted man but europol considered him one of the most wanted men in all of europe and he is cosa nostra's longest hiding fugitive to date so it's safe to say that authorities in italy are stoked that they have finally captured and apparently like they 
had a couple of embarrassments. They arrested like a British guy who was like on vacation or like on business or something. <laughs> Did he look Italian? He just like they got a bunch of tips and they got confused and they arrested him and it was like really uh, embarrassing for them. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago, I think, or maybe like 2018 or something. Whoops. Um, and then another time they had been trailing him. They literally thought they got him. They raided this whole area where he was said to be spent like man hours, tons of money. He wasn't there. And they later tested it and his DNA was found there, but they had missed him. And it was just like, they were like, oh my God, we cannot do our jobs. So they were stoked. And I mean, obviously, when you are a mafia boss, it's easy to believe that you have tons of people helping you evade authorities. So it's not like necessarily their fault, as we've seen with... um, um, what's his face in Mexico? Chapo? Yeah, his son was just arrested. You saw mm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And because his son was arrested, a bunch of people started firing at police and it broke out into this like mini war. So obviously people have your back. Um, now, here we go. He was arrested while receiving yet-to-be-known treatments at a cosmetic and plastic surgery clinic. I mean, I love Botox, but embarrassing. He's getting a Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really embarrassing. They said that they tracked him down to this clinic. It was a private plastic surgery, a private plastic surgery and a elective cosmetic surgery clinic. Um, now, Mafia runs in Messina, Messina Denaro's blood. His father was a crime boss as well. He was born into a crime family. When he was born, his father was already a working crime boss. His sister is currently serving time. She's in the mafia also. And his brother has also served time, mostly for refusing to reveal Mateo's whereabouts. So they had arrested him, and they were like, tell us where your brother is. And he was like, no. And they were like, jail. This is a quote. (laughs) Not a direct quote. (laughs) So yeah, they got him after almost 30 years. That's crazy. Wow. And he has multiple life sentences. Man, the mafia is crazy. I thought they were done. I thought they were done too, but nope. Maybe that's not just done. American mafia. Uh, yeah, but I still think the mafia works in America too. I think the mafia works everywhere. It's just not the same as it used to be. I think they went legit. You know, now they own shit. Yeah, I think they also went more legit as well. But I think a lot of it has to do with money in America. It's just money. Where in other parts of the world, it's still like honor. No, yeah, I mean, kind of. And, like, drugs and stuff like that. In America, I think it's more like money laundering, things like that. But you got so many cartels working in the U.S. that the mafia kind of took a backseat to all of that, you know? The cartel shit's, like, so violent and Mm -hmm. insane that it definitely, like, is an easier headline, right? Totally. But, yeah, this that, that story is crazy. I can't even imagine just being, like, on the run for almost 30 years, getting married, having a kid, criming up all over the place, and then just, like, one day going to get Botox and then Butt being lift. raided. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. All right. Investigators in South Florida began investigating after investigators began investigating. <laughs> I really That's fucking this. crazy. Very well. That is yeah. crazy. They began investigating after receiving tips of sexual abuse against minors. Okay. What they found was a brothel being run by a 28-year-old man and his mother. Gross. The investigation uncovered that the brothel was run out of the duo's home that they shared. So this kid lived with his mom. They ran a brothel out of their home. Again, gross. So here's how it worked, okay? The investigators sent in fake Johns to do some (laughs) on-the-ground investigative work. That's some McNulty shit. Yeah. 
The mom worked the door. <laughs> Did they go this all backwards? The mom worked the door. Okay. okay. She would take everyone's money, the Johns that came to the home. It was $50. 50 bucks. For what? $50 got you a 25-minute time, time limit, by the way. 25-minute <laughs> allotted time, space of time, with <laughs> the commercial sex worker of your choice. Like they would line them up and you pick them out? Yes. Oh, it's like the bunny ranch. But you give them $50. You give the mom $50 at the yeah. door. She hands you a card. The card, you then take the card, you pick your sex worker, then you go into a room with the sex worker and you hand them the card. Okay. So that was supposed to be like the payment or whatever, They had a right? system, yeah. They had a system. But investigators were able to speak to some of the women, one of whom divulged that she was paid based on the number of used condoms at the end of her shift. Not the number of cards she no, collected? No, it that, was all, uh, yeah. What happened to the system? I don't know. There was no system. I think they wanted to look more legit than they were to their fake Johns, but they weren't. And they were treated very badly. The One of the girls said that, um, it didn't really matter like how many people she saw. Like she had to still present all of her used condoms. So like they had to hold on to them and she was paid $25 per session. So she's making 50% essentially, but it was gross. And obviously if there are minors involved, then also gross. I'm all for decriminalizing sex work, but this kind of just seems like abuse more than it doesn't, you know? Doesn't seem right. No. Doesn't seem like a legit operation. No. Get this, though. One of the women told investigators that there's also a brothel next door. So the house right next door was also a brothel. They were in a price war. Yeah, but police do believe that the mother-son duo are involved with that one as well. Oh, they were expanding. Is this in a trailer park? No, I actually don't know. Mm. (laughs) I actually don't know. Um, So... uh, Oh, yeah. They have been arrested and charged for prostitution crimes, of course. When I read that, I was like, ew, what kind of weird-ass news where's is the, this? Where's the minor part of that? Like one of the sex the whole workers reason, was underage? No, the whole reason they first got, they first began investigating is because they started probing tips about 15-year-old girls being forced to do sex work. So then that makes it seem more like sex trafficking. But they were arrested for prostitution. So maybe that's all they could get them on. But clearly it seems like they had minors involved in their operation. The think, whole thing is disgusting. I don't think you should use the phrase probing tips. <laughs> in a story about <laughs> yeah. sex. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm like, oh, it's tough, right? I also read this story about this British tourist that was caught on camera having sex in public in Thailand in what they call Sin City well, in their area. Like Thailand is notorious for like yes. sex work. So there's an area of the city that's called Sin City because of all of the prostitution that's rampant there. But it's also like I don't I don't think sex work should be illegal, but I also think that there are limits to how to, to the ways in which it should be carried out. I think brothels provide an environment for sex abuse to take place. Then again, if you are running a legit brothel, I don't see the problem in that whatsoever. Right. So like you're in, you're in a world where it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So the old brothels are illegal. Are they? Still yeah, to this day? What about in, the Bunny Ranch? Unless you're in Nevada. I see. Right? 
Yeah, but I guess that's the that's the issue, right? Because all brothels are illegal, a lot of people can get away with really bad things in brothels. Yeah, it's the same with drugs, right? It's yeah. like because it's illegal, then there's a bunch of fentanyl put in stuff and right, people die. Right. Because prostitution is illegal, it's not regulated, right. then a lot of people are getting human trafficked well, and abused. That's why I believe that sex work should be decriminalized so that we can regulate it and it can be a viewed as a legitimate career because I already think it's a legitimate career. I just think that we need the regulations to keep women safe and men safe. Yes. You know, especially young men and women safe who are sex workers. So I do think it would be great if they could regulate it because there are, I believe a lot of legitimate brothels. Like I do think there are a lot of legitimate brothels being run underground all around the country. And I listened to a whole podcast and this one girl was talking about how much she loved her job and like it was great and how how like respected she felt and it was wonderful and she met a lot of great people there and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, that'd be really great if like this was the norm and like all brothels could be run like this where people didn't have to seek out these underground brothels that were treating them poorly because that's the only offering in their city or county or state or whatever. I just feel like what is the point of a brothel? The point of a brothel is consistent sex work. Yeah, but you don't without having to work the streets. I feel like you don't need you don't need to work the streets or a brothel because we live in twenty twenty three. That's true. And there's the internet. That is true. Right? That is very very true. So surely, like, yeah, but like the gig economy of like people can work for themselves driving an Uber, people can do DoorDash, people can be sex workers. Yeah, but I think maybe a lot of people feel safer if someone else is in charge. You know, like someone else is in charge, someone else is bringing you clients. If you're a young person... I mean, that's person, the theory behind, like, a pimp, right? Right. Like, that is the concept behind somebody who manages your mm -hmm. shit. But, like, from all the podcasts I've listened to where there's even some tangential story around that, it's always, like, that is the abusive part. Right. Like, it that's is. actually where yeah. you're being taken advantage of. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's, it's really tough. Yeah, it's But I do think the first step to it not being so so easily uh, dangerous in a lot of situations for a lot of people is by regulating it. Well, they were talking about decriminalizing sex work in New York State. Yeah. Um, I think that's the future, right? Yeah. But then, like, I've also heard in Amsterdam, which famously has a red light district, they're talking about recriminalizing it in Amsterdam because they're getting a lot of, like, fucked up shit happening with, like, tourists and, like, weird people coming to that part of Amsterdam. So they're Just for that reason? So they're talking about moving the red light district out of Amsterdam. So I it's see. like, oh, if you want to go and have sex with a sex worker, you need to go to this one place that isn't in the city because it it's like, there's a lot of weird crime and like, Weird things happening in the center of Amsterdam. Yeah. Don't you think that just like making sex a crime is just kind of weird in and of itself? Yeah. It's yes. like how, how, since when does the government decide like who you have sex with? It's well, so gross and weird the that government the government decides, decides whether you can have an abortion or not. And I they know. decide if you I can know. have sex for money or not. Yeah, it's and so they weird. decide if you can grow a weed how weed much, in your weed garden yeah. and smoke it like it's actually fucking insane it is insane it actually is insane <laughs> it's bizarre um yeah all right next story former british prime minister boris johnson has signed a book deal <laughs> <laughs> 
That's literally all I wrote down about the story. Because <laughs> I didn't feel like reading it. This can't be an item on the podcast because you don't know anything about it. Well, I was skimmed it. So here's what I what I got. He signed with the Harper Collins subsidiary well, William Collins or something like Harper that. Harper Collins is a very respectable very publisher. respectable yeah. but publisher. I hope his book is all like I am a <laughs> turd and I did all these things wrong and that's why my time as a prime minister was bad. Yeah. So it says it'll be published in the UK by Harper Collins imprint William Collins. They did not disclose any financial details. They did not disclose any dates or anything like that. Um so the publishing director at William Collins said, quote, I look forward to working with Boris Johnson. Oof. I look forward to working with Boris Johnson as he writes his account of his time in office during some of the most momentous events the United Kingdom has seen in recent times. I feel way more strongly in my hatred of Boris Johnson mm-hmm. than I do about anything else in England. Yeah, I think Boris Johnson literally is like a giant big toe with scraggly hair and an ugly personality to match his ugly ass face. And I'm only calling him ugly because he's ugly on the inside, too. He's a horrible person. Yeah, but he's ugly on the outside. (laughs) 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 Whatever. He knows it. That hair, though. I mean, just like every picture of him, too. He's like Trump. No offense to all the Trumpers out there, but he's like Trump. Actually, whatever. Offense to you, too. Trump is not a good looking man, right? And every picture ever taken of Trump, you're all like, ooh, you know? Politics aside, he just like looks uncomfortable and weird in his own shoes all the time. And that's how Boris Johnson looks to me. You he know, always looks a little bit off. You know, his uh, it's intentional, right? So like the disheveled uh, like yeah. public school. Yeah. Except in England, public school is like private school, right? Like <laughs> it's the opposite. Wait, really? Yeah. So what do you call public school? School. <laughs> so so in england he went to like eton or whatever i don't even know yeah. but like one of them oxford and whatever one of those places prep school one of those places for mm-hmm. people rich boys yeah um and like the entire look of being disheveled is completely considered right and it's it's present it's like supposed to be disarming which i think like it actually kind of works right is that people could be like oh it's sort of charming that he's all wind swept and disheveled mm-hmm. and like oh he's bumbling like his part being bumbling was not like he did it on accident it was all intentional so like his crazy look where he looks like he just rode a bike for like 20 miles and like fell off a bus and maybe got drunk and his whole way of speaking it's all intentionally disarming so that he could do horrible things but then act like oh he's just like a A normal guy he's like a crazy mad scientist you know like yeah because like his shirts were never ironed either yeah it's all (laughs) but it's all intentional that is so bizarre makes no sense to me whatsoever Uh, he's probably a psychopath um so the background of boris johnson if you're not from the uk or you don't follow uk news he was pretty much like forced, I mean, not forced, forced, but forced out of office uh, in the summer of 2022, our summer, so July, I think, after like a bunch of his people quit. And he's a disgrace. Like he was a disgraced prime minister. Boris Johnson presented and 
sort of won the conservative leadership race because of Brexit. He was the pro-Brexit. Like, England needs to exit the European Union. Brexit, right? Mm -hmm. And he put all these adverts on buses of, like, all these statistics, which after he won, they found out all the statistics were lies. Right. Right? And he was like, I don't care. (laughs) So he did all that. Then during COVID, he was throwing parties at number 10. So that's like if Trump was like having rages at the White House during COVID. And then he would just tell everyone like, no, nothing happened. It's fine. But he was like, everyone was there, unmasked. Ross, everyone in England was like, you have to stay in your house. It, worse than like here. Like they were like, you cannot leave your house. Right. Like you are on lockdown. No, Eng- England's lockdown was nuts. Yeah. So like he, the, he was like, everyone in the country... You have to, you cannot leave the house. If you do, you could get arrested. Meanwhile, he's like downing pints with all his friends and having like weird parties. Uh, And then I also think he had an affair at the same time or something weird was happening with his sex life. So he's just doing like all the wrong things because he's an asshole. Yeah. Who thought he was like above the law. Yeah. Yeah, but he'll probably make a comeback like Trump, you know. Well, he's a former journalist, and apparently he has written books before. Um, He wrote The Churchill Factor. He loves Churchill. Yeah. He doesn't follow in his footsteps very well. Churchill Churchill is a very put-together man. Churchill also did some shitty things. No, but I mean like physically on the outside. Churchill's a big fatty. So? (laughs) He still dressed well, and his shirts were ironed. You know what Churchill did to pass the time? What? He built brick walls in his backyard. It seems like something you would do. You know, Churchill also <laughs> took a fuck ton of cocaine during the Second World War. I did know that. I think that's because I told you. I think you did tell me <laughs> yeah. that. I think you told me that when we were watching The Crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then in 2015, he signed a deal uh, for a book. I'm reading this straight from the NPR article, by the way. He signed a deal for a book on William Shakespeare, initially slated for publication in 2016. It was later delayed indefinitely. I don't care. I won't buy it. You shouldn't buy it. No one should buy it. He's a piece of shit. The end. This NVR article kind of wraps it up pretty well. It says, former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has signed a deal to write a memoir of his tumultuous time in office, which began with a vow to, quote, get Brexit done and ended in scandal and resignation. So, yeah, he that's why I say he wasn't technically forced, but he was disgraced. And he was kind of like, you got to go, dude. Like, you're done. You're done here. Didn't that, like, lead on to the woman that was in power for, like, 45 days? Yes. I feel bad for her. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Truss. Liz Truss. Liz Truss. And now... She fucked up. The most recent one who just became... Sunak. just... Yes. Yeah. Rishi Rishi Sunak. Who's still a conservative piece of shit, but, like, at least he's, um, you know, of Asian descent and... uh, a little bit more diverse. Seems more reasonable. <laughs> Just in general, I he's think... Far, he's definitely diverse. I mean, Seems more reasonable, but still yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a conservative a conservative brown person is better than a conservative white person in office. Who's that fucking guy in the Supreme Court? Clarence Thomas? He's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. If a person of color mm-hmm. shills for people who are so clearly fucking racist and yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. I will never understand it. As a brown person, I will never understand it. Never. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, NASA named 2022 as its fifth warmest year on record. Yeah. 
I read Which, that. like, weirdly enough, I feel like we've had hotter years. I mean, maybe just in California is why I feel that we've way. We've had four hotter years. <laughs> is it, is it, <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Um, yeah, I feel like it has been so effing hot the past five years. <laughs> like, so hot. Yeah. Last year was rough. The year before was rougher, for sure. I wonder I so. if 2021 was the fourth hottest year. So they're saying, I just read today, they're saying this year, 2023, uh, is going to be an El Nino year, which mm-hmm. means it's going to be really hot. And they think globally we're going to go over 1.5%. The 1.5% increase that all the accords were like, we cannot go over one5 So that's cool. <laughs> Why did this have to happen like while we were alive? I mean, it's worse for Harrison. The way Harrison speaks about waste and water is not the way I spoke about waste and water. I knew it was important yeah, to recycle. Yeah, because he won one cartoon about it. What? He watched one cartoon about it. Dude, he's crazy. He said to me today, he goes, you know how I feel about waste. Yeah, you know why he says that to you? Because he doesn't want you to... Throw, throw away, away any of his boxes that he's holding I in his room. Was, I was trying to throw away those nails. You were like, you can toss that. It was from that window. I don't need it anymore. Harrison goes, don't throw that away. He followed me into the kitchen. He goes, you know how I feel about waste. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it is good, honestly. But it is not good that we have to sneak his trash out of his room and throw it away. Yeah, I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> I don't hoard trash. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, to end on a lighter note, happier note. Dr. Robert Waldinger is the director of the world's longest-running scientific study of happiness, and he is finally revealing, finally, the one thing, according to years of data and science, that people can change in their lives to make themselves happier. Can I guess? Of course. More sleep. No. Uh, It's really not that groundbreaking. um, But it's still easier said than done. Get a dog. Mm -mm. It's a good one, though. Okay, I give up. Okay. <laughs> it's investing in all of your relationships. Oh, for fuck's sake. But it's not just family and friends. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Fuck this hippie. Jesus Christ. It's not just family and Get friends. Get a dog. It's all of your acquaintances too, like your neighbors, your mailmen. The NPR article mentioned like your barista, etc. Each what? type, okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, this is so fucking NPR. What barista? Like your, like your coffee person. Who's my coffee person? I make coffee. At okay, home. but like every time you go to Starbucks, you see the same person. No, I don't <laughs> ever go to the same Starbucks. That's true. We don't. We live in California. It's a little bit different. But like your mailman, I made friends with the mailman. I taught. I went outside. I told him what I do for a living. I was like, oh, I'm a host. You just went outside to the mailman. I was like, hey, I'm a host. (laughs) (laughs) What? Hi. (laughs) I'm a television host. What do you do? Oh, you deliver packages? Great. No, I did not do that. I went outside and like introduced myself. And he said, you guys have been getting a lot of packages lately. And instead of being like, yeah, I said, yeah, I know. My boyfriend's actually a creative director. We got a lot of stuff sent to the house. I really appreciate you taking like all, all this extra care to like stack this up. He's really nice. And now he always waves at me through the window, which sometimes it's a little bit weird, but it's fine. Great. (laughs) It's fine. But you know what I mean? It says investing in your relationships. Okay. Okay. Each type of relationship you have in your life gives you a different, quote, hit of happiness. Uh, This is just their way of like dumbing it down. But they have like 
I guess they've been studying this for 80 years or something like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So basically investing in all of your relationships with others should in theory give you happiness hits, quote unquote, throughout each day of your life. And he also makes a notable point that it's never too late to start investing in your relationships. After decades of research, they found that people make friends and find love in old age too, which I think is harder for people to imagine. It just takes effort, but it is possible. And he said he's seen people find love in their 80s. He's uh, talked to like best friends who were 60 and 70 and found out when they became best friends. And a lot of people who have meaningful friendships have become close with those people in older years of life by like going out and meeting new people because they're obviously like more mature or whatever. So sure. I, I fully agree. I right? think it's very difficult to make friends the older you get. But when I read that article, I was like, oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it just takes a different yeah. a mi- a The mailman could be your new best friend. Okay, you well, guys can start hanging out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to start hanging out with our Go mailman. Go to lunch with the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> I fully agree in like trying to connect, but also what the article doesn't tell you. It's like some people are real fucking bummers. Not the mailman, he's great. Yeah. But like some people, like I have people that I've befriended over the years that like sometimes they can be a real bummer. And I'm like, why did I expend Why did I invest in this relationship? Yeah, I think they just mean like the more you invest in your relationship, the more you have. I think the quote that I read was like they tested happiness and the people that they found to be the happiest in life had friends and the people who no, weren't didn't happy just have friends. had no friends. No, That's didn't have, just have friends, but said that their relationships <laughs> gave them this like very warm, comforting feeling. Yeah. Not just like my relationships just aren't like, yeah, I have some good <clears throat> friends. It was like, oh, I'm, I generally like have put in a lot of effort into this friendship. And because I have, I've nurtured this friendship and that makes me feel really good. I, I, I like it makes sense. And I agree, even though I was making fun of it. Like, yeah, for sure. For it's, sure. d- it's very difficult, though. You're right. Just to like talk, like talk to people. Well, I talk think to acquaintances. It's got to be if it's if it's if you're trying to generate a new acquaintance. Yeah. I think it's got to be someone you see regularly, like you said. Which is why we would always make friends with like bartenders, right? When we were going to bars, it's been a long fucking time. Since no, that's true. We would though always. Yeah, because you see them on the regular, and like you can have a little chat. You can put a little bit of time into it each time, and it develops. But like, where else do you get that? We don't go to the same coffee shop. Right. We live in LA. You see different people every day. Like every day. I wave to the guy with long hair that walks past. We have a great relationship. There's a drunk guy in the corner. Every time I'm walking the dog to the liquor store, we talk. Yeah. I don't want to invest any more in that relationship. <laughs> like that's enough for me. But like, yeah, it's hard in a bigger city to do that. Unless unless you're walking around a lot. I think in New York it's kind of different. You see your bodega guy right like you see the guy selling hot dogs it's like a different attitude la is just like uniquely isolated no i agree and also because we drive so much in la i think new york is a really great example because people think that new york has this very aggressive or like brashness to 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 it in terms of like the way people are but i have never felt more welcomed into any city than I have felt in New York City because people are so nice but it's also because people have good 
speaking skills, communication skills in New York because everybody walks. Everybody you have to talk, you have to, people. To, talk yeah. to people. In LA, people are so awkward and weird. Like you walk into a store like on Melrose and everyone's like, hi, um, did you need help? And you're like, no, I'm fine, thanks. And like, you know what I mean? It's just like awkward and weird. No one's like talking to people. Yeah, it's when, funny. when someone comes up to me and they're like, oh my God, I love your shoes. I'm I'm always like taken aback, you know? And so I've tried to like do that myself where I'm like, if I see something I really like on someone, if they're wearing something I like, genuinely like, what is it going to take for me to take the five seconds to compliment somebody? Like the mailman? No. Yeah. I love the way you stack my packages. <laughs> Why does that sound so sexual? I've, I've, yeah. I feel like I got better at connecting. Yeah, you definitely Because have. I care less now that I'm in my younger years, <laughs> my lower middle age. Today, Ryan and I went to a site, my business partner and I went to a site visit at the one hotel. We had mm -hmm. to go to the restaurant and we were early. So we were like shitting around. I went to get a coffee from the restaurant there and I just like shot the shit with the guy behind the counter. And I did like, I had no investment in it. That's why it was easier for me to just like chat and ask him about the stuff and like actually have a conversation that like, I think when I was 10 years ago, it would have been awkward for me. Like I would have felt yeah, like it but meant Even it though meant you weren't investing in that as a relationship, you were investing in that communication. I was investing time in it because and, yeah, like, and I was asking questions. And connecting I, with somebody yeah, I wanted, new. I wanted to, one, know about the things I was asking about. And two, I was trying to make the guy laugh. So it's like. Right. So you got a hit of happiness is yeah. what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. And a cookie. And a cookie. <laughs> and I bought a cookie. Aww. So I got two hits. Yeah. So, uh. When are we going to hang out with the mailman? Are we going to go out to dinner or can he take the dog for a walk with us or what? No, but he comes by here once a week. After Sunday. Once so a week? Know. He's always here. We get mail things. every day. Okay, it's not the mailman. It's the UPS guy. Okay, you said mailman the Actually, whole he time. might work for FedEx. This is not a great start to a relationship because I don't even know which one he works for. But he's very sweet and I do enjoy his company. What? <laughs> for the five seconds I see him and we wave at each other through the window. Yeah, so that's that. Um, all right. Well, we are in Utah this week. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys back again, hopefully next week. If not next week, then the week after. I'm trying to get better at this. So I'm thinking guaranteed two episodes per month. And then as soon as we find a good rhythm, then I'd love to do this weekly for sure. Any final thoughts, my dear sweetheart? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you so much, baby. I thought about it. Yeah, I love you. I saw I saw your wheels turning. I'm getting tired. Yeah, I know. All right, you guys. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.